Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. Chautauqua County's Homeless Coalition recently learned that the overnight code blue shelters ran by the Mental Health Association in Chautauqua County and Joy Fellowship Church will not reopen for this winter season. I spoke with one of the coalition members to learn more. We have Chautauqua Opportunities Director of Housing and Community Development, Josiah Lamb, on the line with us today to talk about changes this winter season with homeless shelters. Thank you for joining us. It's great to be here. So the county, the Homeless Coalition, met before the Thanksgiving holiday, and we learned that the two Code Blue shelters that had been open last year were not going to be opening this year. And I was hoping you could give some more background and explain what was happening with that situation. Well, each year the county works with uh, community organizations to try to open up additional shelters. And last year they were able to work with two organizations to open up Code Blue shelters, which are basically overnight warming uh, locations for those who are homeless. And unfortunately, um, they have not been able to locate a partner at at this point, although they are still looking for that. So, uh, you know, we're working with DSS to try to find the appropriate location and appropriate uh, partner to be able to open a a warming center. And uh, unfortunately, it's getting colder and and the need is there now. So uh, uh, I know that the county is, is working very actively to get that open. One of the questions that has come up, I think, from people is that whose responsibility is it to kind of figure this out? There were some people who came to Jamestown City Council meeting on Monday because I think in part because current Mayor Eddie Sundquist had gotten people together last year to talk about this. But is there a specific group or multiple groups who are kind of trying to work to make this come together? I I think... the the homeless coalition plays a role which is our local continuum of care and our local government plays a role and specifically the department of social services does have um, a specific mandate from the state to to lead uh, those efforts but um you know in, in a way it's also it's everyone is responsibility as community members to con- be concerned about those who are homeless in our community and and to try to be a part of that um, we're all we're all, you know, as, as homeless services providers, I'll just say that the need is so great right now that uh, we're seeing more and more people come in than we ever have. And so we're stretched. And, and the number of places that we have to house people and the number of, uh, you know, staff that we have to provide services are stretched. So we are looking for um, more people to get involved and, um, you know, more assistance to, to meet the need. Mm-hmm. When it comes to funding, is money an issue with trying to get the shelters going, or is it other issues? Um, there are some resources available. I don't want to say that it, it uh, isn't partially uh, 
a consideration, but um, the main consideration is finding the right site, I believe, and finding um, an organization who can staff it. Because when you have an overnight shelter, you have to be able to have staff there overnight um, and, and often security. So those are some of the, the major concerns to get that in place. Um, there is funding, but uh, it has to, be, you know, it has to be used uh, well to, to meet the need. Mm-hmm. So was the staffing some of the issues why Joy Fellowship and MHA were unable to go forward this year? Um, well, those are two different situations, and um, I, I think uh, Joy Fellowship is still interested in being part of uh, the um, this opportunity. They're one of the organizations that have been looking, and, and the churches in general have been very supportive with um, being part of, of the warming centers. Um, I, I'm not sure why uh, it hasn't happened as of this as of this point. We were just told by the county that um, you know what they had been working on so far it hasn't worked out. So um, you know, hopefully we'll have some good news eventually. Mm-hmm. When it comes to options available, I mean, what kind of options are available for folks? I think because code blue starts when temperatures go 32 degrees or below. Am I correct in that? Correct. Yeah, code blue is is basically um, something put in place to make sure that nobody is unhoused and out in the elements and and is in danger of dying. Basically, so we want to keep people safe. But um, you know, the, we also are providing services throughout the year to those who are unhoused, and people would come into social services. Social services would do an intake and um, is responsible for um, a temporary placement, whether that's at a, a shelter like the UCAN City Mission or at one of our area motels or a couple of other um, select locations. There are, there are some options for housing. Um, during Code Blue, we have more people who come in because there's um, less requirements for, uh, for services at that time, so we have more people who are unhoused who come in and are eligible to be put up in motels, and so that's where the space is limited. You know, we, we already have a large number of people who are in temporary shelter looking for housing, and, um, you know, now we have an increase because of the weather in Code Blue. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, a lot of this involves organizations and, you know, or churches or whoever may is working to figure this out, but... For people, for individuals, I mean, a lot of people, especially during the holiday season, have those who are less fortunate on their minds and they may want to help. Is there anything that, you know, individuals can do to help in these situations, especially when there are there isn't the housing available on Code Blue Nights? Yeah, I, I would say support the organizations that are doing this work. You know, there are always needs um to be able to expand the work that, that we're trying to do. So, you know, there's many good organizations in our Homeless Good Coalition. There's organizations that serve providing food as well to those who are unhoused. And so, you know, those sorts of things are great ways to, to give back. And um, some, some organizations will take donations like socks or other winter supplies, um, you know, always appreciate it. And, and that can help um, offset some of the costs for those organizations. Is there somewhere that people can call or a website they can visit to find out, you know, at least to, to contact somebody to find out what the needs are? 
Well, our, I know our Homeless Coalition website, which you can just go Google Chautauqua County Homeless Coalition. Um, th- we have a list of all of our member organizations. And so I would reach out directly to those member organizations to see what their needs are um, because, you know, organizations like the, y, uh, the YWCA or the Salvation Army or STEL or Stock Opportunities, we all have our own way of handling that. Um, but if you were looking for that list of organizations, go to the Homeless Coalition website. Okay. Now, speaking of Chautauqua Opportunities specifically, um, you have been working on a project here in Jamestown for a couple of years now uh, to create a women's shelter. And do you have any update with where that project is at this point? We do, yeah. The Hope Haven Women's Center is an uh, 18-bed women's shelter, temporary shelter that will be uh, helping those women who are in this exact situation. And and our goal would be to help, you know, one or two months of temporary housing and then help them move on into back into permanent housing. And so we've been, as you said, we've been working on this for a while. It's uh, a huge need in our community because we don't have that resource at the moment. But um, the good news is that we have uh, signed up a, a construction company. Um, we've received our, our final funding. Our funding our funding is all in place for that project, and we'll be able to start construction in the spring. So it's, it still will be a little while, um, but we think that the construction will go on in 2024, and either by the end of 2024 or, or early 2025, we'll be able to open the doors. That's positive news for sure, especially because there isn't that um, kind of housing for women unless it was a domestic violence situation with the Agnes Home where women could go. So uh, congratulations on on that project moving forward. Do, Do you have, I know that projects, one of the things that a lot of projects have run into is a rise in cost. Do you have what the new budget total is for right now for what this construction project will be? Yeah, our, that's definitely been the obstacle for our project and why it's been a little bit delayed. Um, you know, the total the total project is about a $4 million project, including that's including many different costs. But, um, you know, that I think is uh, the cost of, of taking old buildings and, and making them new. And, and uh, so uh, I think by the end we'll be happy with the shelter we'll have. All right. Is there any other... I guess any anything else that is happening with you know regarding um, helping the homeless here in Chautauqua County that you're working on or anything else that you'd like to add? Well, we have we have a lot of work still to do. I think our biggest concern is just that the number of people who are homeless who is increasing year over year, and so our services we need to continue to get more funding to provide. And we also need to look at um, how do we help to create more available housing. And I think part of the reason why there's so many people in motels is, is as they look for apartments, there's just not as much available, and it's taking a long time for people to find housing. So working with the city, working with the nonprofits to develop more housing, working with landlords to make them aware of the programs that are available that can help with rental assistance for those who are homeless. Um, I think all that can continue to be helpful, and we want to continue to work on that. Great. Anything else you'd like to add? No, thank you for the interest here. Um, You know, this is not something that 
is going to be uh, resolved in, in one winter. It's, it's something that we, we have to be steadfast and continue to work hard on. And we appreciate the, the additional concern that the community has about the homeless over the last couple of years. And we're going to keep working at it. All right. Josiah, it's so good to talk to you.